take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What did Tiny Tim Cratchit do to change the status quo? Answer. Cratchit is another word for frame. Therefore, Tiny Tim changed the status quo when he changed, displaced, reframed, and cratched it in his own small way with his crutch. Thought of the day comes from Helen Keller. She was the first deaf-blind person to receive a Bachelor of Arts degree. She was born in 1880 and pushed the boundaries of acceptance with hope and optimism in a different era. She said, All the world is full of suffering. It is also full of overcoming. My optimism, then, does not rest upon the absence of evil but on the glad belief in the preponderance of good and a willing effort to always cooperate with the good, that it may prevail. Hello and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. This is episode 37. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. Today I will be talking about the medical and social models of disabilities. Then I will talk about Tiny Tim and the classic story of A Christmas Carol. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or Rope, I will talk about my familiarity and identification with Tiny Tim. All I ask is for you to listen for one or two ideas that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's get started. According to a journal article by Justin Anthony Hagel and Samuel Hodge, the medical model of disabilities discourse began when doctors and scientists replaced religious leaders as the cognitive authority in society. Because members of the medical field work from a biological perspective, they conceptualized disability as a biological product. The social model suggests constructing solutions should not be directed at the individual, but rather at society. Thus, improvement for individuals with impairments would require political action and social change rather than a change in their physical bodies. According to Time Magazine in 2016, A Christmas Carol was written by Charles Dickens more than 175 years ago. It became an instant bestseller and has transcended time as a cautionary tale of greed, selfishness, and loneliness. According to the magazine, the story is characterized as Victorian gospel. Ebenezer Scrooge, a wealthy but miserly old businessman, does not share in the merriment of Christmas. Scrooge declines to attend a family Christmas party. His employee, Bob Cratchit, asks for the day off to celebrate Christmas. 
Scrooge finally gives Cratchit the day off after somewhat of an argument. Scrooge also rejects two gentlemen when they tell Scrooge they are collecting for charity. Scrooge is later visited by the spirit of his deceased business partner, Jacob Marley. Marley warns Scrooge to change his ways. Marley tells Scrooge that he will be visited by three spirits that will help him confront his past, present, and future. During the visitations with the ghosts of Christmas present, Scrooge is told about tiny Tim Cratchit, who is Bob Cratchit's son. According to life science, Tim uses a crutch and uses braces on his legs, but Dickens never explains why. Tiny Tim becomes a symbol and motivation for Scrooge to change his ways. Scrooge wakes up and expresses joy for being given another chance. Scrooge also pledges to support and pay for Tiny Tim's medical care. According to an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association Pediatrics, Tiny Tim lived because of the conversion of Scrooge to a more generous path. Some of the likeliest possibilities of medical condition Tiny Tim may have had included tuberculosis, rickets, and cerebral palsy. The article continued that Charles Dickens was a definer of the human condition. According to the same article, Dickens was also called a syndrome spotter because his depictions of medical conditions were so accurate. He has achieved an almost matchless status as a definer of medical conditions because of the way he described medical conditions. No medical-based character is more famous than Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is a prototypical vulnerable child. A Christmas Carol has added language like Tiny Tim's God Blesses Everyone and Bah Humbug as two slogans associated with Christmas. The inspiration for Tiny Tim was Dickens' nephew, Henry. A Christmas Carol was written 23 years after Dickens was a child worker himself. He had intimate knowledge of poverty, slums, child labor, and many other social issues. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I want to talk about my personal connection to Tiny Tim. The version of A Christmas Carol that I remember was the British-American version that aired on CBS in 1984. I was 12 years old. I thought Tiny Tim had cerebral palsy, because that is what I identified with. I thought if he was healed, that he had a minor version of cerebral palsy because he only used one crutch, and I used two crutches. I also used braces on my legs before my first surgery. So I identified with Tiny Tim in that way also. After seeing the movie and seeing Tiny Tim use just one crutch, I got the idea to try to learn to use one crutch also. The reason why I wanted to use one crutch was because it allowed me to be more physically involved in physical activity and sports. Although I moved much slower, I was able to 
carry things in my left hand while supporting myself with my right. This also allowed me to do chores and other activities inside the house. In addition to, in addition to speed, using only one crutch made it more difficult to steer myself, so I often bumped the walls and corners of doorways. I wanted to be as normal as possible, especially since that was expected of me at home. Tiny Tim also reminded me of a toy I had gotten several years before called Stretch Armstrong in the late 1970s. It, it was one of my most memorable toys for Christmas because the action figure's body could stretch up to four times its original size. The toy resonated with me because my legs were so tight because of my spastic muscles. As a kid, I thought, if a toy could do it, maybe I could. According to the Akron Beacon Journal, the Stretch Armstrong latex doll was filled with a syrupy goop that allowed it to stretch up to four times and return to its original size. It provided a childish sense of hope for me. But by using my medical devices, I was able to become stronger in a different way. Tiny Tim also represents an ongoing debate between the medical model and the social model. Disabilities are sometimes represented in literature, so the main characters could experience a change of heart or become more educated or self-aware. In the first episode of December, I talked about an article from Scholarly Space that referenced a disability as being a negative plot device. Because a character has a disability like Tiny Tim, it could evoke pity by the reader. In the Freak the Mighty episode, I talked about the text world theory and how the author creates a relationship with the reader through the characters. The basic premise of the text world theory is that human beings process and understand all discourse by constructing mental representations in their mind. Dickens used a rewind device in A Christmas Carol. I'm going to use a similar device in my analysis that Scrooge used in A Christmas Carol. The ghost of Christmas past allowed Scrooge to reevaluate his life. By using my mind to study and travel in the past, I realized that the 1840s was a different time, and it was a different situation. One of the things I learned from doing the November episodes on maternal health in the 1970s was not to judge my parents or the systems back then too harshly. I judged my parents harshly because I didn't understand the complexity of this situation back in the 1970s. Many parents have trouble comprehending and handling the unexpected medical changes and the medical fragility. Through the Virginia Lend program and those episodes in November, I realized that people have the knowledge and resources and access and the experience they do when they come into the medical or social situation. Each situation must be dealt with as a circumstance of a moment in time. I do not now see A Christmas Carol as a debate over Tiny Tim 
and the negative symbolism of disabilities. Instead, I see the story as a combination of the medical and social model. The story starts out with Scrooge refusing charity, but the story is about the movement and mobility toward the social model. According to the article in the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics, A Christmas Carol was penned only 23 years after Dickens was a child laborer. Based on his intimate knowledge, Dickens often wrote stories of poverty, slums, child labor, child death, and the medical maladies of his time. Scrooge's social action saved Tiny Tim. It also shows the existential benefits beyond money. Dignity and respect and appreciation often come from complex perspective changes. One of the reasons I believe the Dickens story still resonates today is because many of the same problems of disparity in access to medical and social resources. There is also political divisiveness in politics and social media that encourages divisive behavior and that still exists today. Tiny Tim was using his crutch to navigate the world. A crutch to me is not a negative word. A crutch supported me as I became less medically fragile. A crutch is sometimes viewed by able-bodied people as a debilitating device, but it helps people through injury and rehabilitation. For those who believe in Christmas and the holidays, God blesses everyone still works. And for those who don't believe or believe otherwise, we are still living a human experience. My wish for everyone is may you see the help and support you need to live your best life and live the most independent life. Reflections. In doing research for this episode, I really appreciated the information about the medical model and the social model. And one of the things that I wrestled with during the research was where, uh, how my perspective was going to change or, or where I even changed some of my, some of my thoughts on some things and then I realized just with the historical perspective of when it was written and the time that it was written in how progressive Dickens tried to be in telling the story really a cautionary tale about Christmas and greed and other issues that um plagued not only uh, that time, but also uh, had their issues like that today um, in society with different beliefs and just the different social order and, the, and medical issues with COVID and other things. Uh, but I really also appreciated the fact that in the research with the Journal of the American Medical Association Pediatrics, how much the doctors respected and appreciated Dickens for his knowledge and 
research and the way he actually is able to define and describe medical conditions uh, not only in A Christmas Carol but in his other works and how much experience he gained not only as a child laborer but just throughout his life and how he tried to change through his how he tried to change attitudes and perspectives just with his writing and it really resonated with me how much it transcended time and how important it still is today to that people are not only who they are uh, and who they are genetically uh, but they're also products of their environment and their experiences and a combination of th of things. So, and the combinations are different for everyone. Looking at A Christmas Carol from a emotional intelligence or social emotional learning perspective, it, it has all of the important elements of self-awareness, self-management, and responsible decision making and social skills and relationship skills and how important it is to use the self and the social to make more responsible decisions and I think that's really what I took away from the story and from the episode is that the story really is about not only the character changing but also how the potential for society to change and become more emotionally um, aware of everybody's situation because by becoming more aware of someone else's situation you can not only improve your situation but you can also make better and more responsible decisions Thank you for letting me ramble. Was there one or two things that you could lean into from this episode? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.